that because uh, this dick just doesn't remember to press record on things. <laughs> I fucking think that happened last time. It's been a while. I, I know. I know it's been a while since you've recorded anything, so... Well, okay. I've been recording my show, but that's done through something different, so... Gotcha. I did, uh, however, had the genius... You know what? Let's start the cast, and we'll talk about it on there. Okay. <laughs> Go for it. Whenever uh, ready. Uh, I don't even know what episode this is. Keep chugging podcast. Uh, uh, is it... Tw- uh, no, we're, uh, it's 27? 27. It's 27. It is 27. Hold on, my audio is way too fucking loud. I'm peaking like a motherfucker and not the good kind. Let's see. Turn your gain down, bro. Check, 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 check. Well, there's two different settings on my mic. There's ultra loud fucking shoving in your butt so it'll vibrate your insides, and then there's normal. I don't know why there's that ultra loud. Yeah, gain gain is not volume, bro. No, fucking for real. (laughs) Oh, my God. You know, every once in a while, not every once in a while, more often than I'd even like to say, you go to a show and you see those bands and you're like, oh, oh, shit, is she waking up? Oh, no. Hold on. I think she's... Did Did you yell in the microphone? No, but she's hanging right near the edge of her bed where her feet can hang out. I don't know. I'm going to keep an eye on her. Anyways, every once in a while, uh, you go to one of those shows and you see the, you know, you always know the bands that think that. It's really easy to pinpoint them. <laughs> the gain is volume? Yeah. Even yeah. now, even now, like, like older bands, and you're like, come on, guys. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, like, it happens. You sound like a fucking freshly opened Coke can. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> So what the hell was I talking about before starting the podcast? I don't even remember. Uh, that you haven't recorded in a while, but you have been recording your brand new radio show that I think everybody should check out. Yes. So um, on uh, we talked about this on the cast before. It just took a while to make it happen because it was all about how much the fucking software was going to cost. It was supposed to be some like fucking $300. Well, uh, Zach Moonshine, the guy who actually runs the station, was like, no, there's this uh, this program called Mix, and it's free. It's like, Free, free, I can afford. <laughs> so, uh, free is easy. So, I've been using that mix. And I mean, it's, you know, typical DJ software, like which I've used before. Um, but it has, like, you know, the live option, obviously, and then mm-hmm. the uh, record option. And I recorded my first show and I totally fucked up and didn't record the second one. And I was going to record them so we can use them as stuff for keep chugging. Yeah. Um, but this asshole forgot. My wife was gone for the weekend. I was busy as shit. I can't yeah, that, that record button is easy to miss. Yeah, I well, I was already like <laughs> a solid 15 minutes into the show, and I was like, well, this one isn't getting recorded. Fuck it. Yeah, yeah. And I, I had queued up and like an awesome intro. Like, so I was talking to to uh, to Wes, and uh, we we're watching. Oh, come on, she's fucking moving. God damn it. Um, we were talking about like epic you know, breakdown quotes, you know, how people play samples and then drop it into a breakdown. And like, um, if you know anything of bodybuilding and the 90s, you know of Ronnie Coleman and the Mm -hmm. quoted saying, yeah, buddy. And Mm -hmm. nobody has fucking used that yet. And and I just, it was blew my mind that I have not fucking heard that anywhere. So I was like, dude, we need to make that shit happen. And I ended up sampling just a bunch of his like, like, shouting random bullshit in the gym for the intro of my show <laughs> it's, you, need to get the, you need to get the ultimate warrior um dude, shouting at, at the kids i know well see so my my plan was i threw that together it was like a last minute 
idea and because it was just me and the kids i like chopped it together really fucking quick and i thought about that later i was like oh my god i need to cut the ultimate warrior into there i can make it a solid like two three minute intro of just (laughs) epic ridiculousness i mean the ultimate warrior oh my god that needs to be like a pre-breakdown quote (laughs) fuck fuck (laughs) (laughs) you can't don't you fucking i I can't I'm still looking for that full video because that is like ultra motivation, right? Um, so anyways, so yeah, uh, metaldevstationradio.com Saturdays from five to seven, uh, which is our time. What's our time? Pacific standard time. Pacific standard. Time. And then from We're there's there. it's eight to 10, uh, Eastern. So that's, yeah, Chris, Chris is the, hang on. Chris is the master at at time zoning, so hang on. She's gonna she's gonna uh, magic math five to eight. Oh, she's say we're Pacific daylight time, huh? Right. Yeah, yeah. So what would the Eastern be? Eastern daylight time. Five, eight to eleven. So five to eight would be ours. Yeah. Yeah, she's the she's the one that has to figure out because everybody's over on Australian time or UK time or, right. or wherever else they're they're they have to do releases across the globe. So um, she's been up sometimes at like four in the morning our time, so that the way she can be ready for whoever needs a release in Germany time. Yeah, that's right because some of them are way off. Mm-hmm. I mean, way off. Where I mean, it's just the world. It's round. Yeah. It's round, people. It's not flat. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, it's not. Otherwise, it'd be all, all one time zone. Um, right. I don't know how that so, makes sense, but it does. <laughs> <laughs> makes more sense than having a flat earth. Um, so usually we start the show with, uh, we, you know, we've been off for a little while. So what have you been listening to in, in our off time? Oh, Jesus Christ. I don't even know, man. So much shit. I mean, I've been... Uh, really uh writing like the 90s shit like the the old like you know 90s new metal shit you know going back wow. to the to the roots um yeah i've been all over the place dude between that but you know like uh, a couple of uh things have come out recently too that i've been bouncing back and forth on too like the new enterprise earth came out that album was fucking sick uh the new inferior album that album came out is sick um, Vela Naf came out with a couple of releases. Those are fucking awesome. So I'm, I've been fucking all over the place. Nice. Um, what, what made you go back to the nineties thing? Like, uh, it seems like I'll get to what I've been listening to in a second, but what made you go back that far? Like, I feel like nostalgia, nostalgia, just straight, just straight where you working out and just was like, I need something that I haven't listened to in 20 years. Yeah. Well, okay. So what, what I think started it was, uh, uh, my little, little one has like her cycle of different movies she watches and, um, whatchamacallit, uh, Angry Birds at one point in that movie, there's like a, there's a whole play out of scenes where they play Limp Biscuits cover of Behind Blue Eyes. And that's what's like, oh. oh, dude, I haven't listened to Limp Biscuit since fucking Limp Biscuit, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I was like, well, let's just throw on like fucking corn radio and just see what happens. And so much magic happened. I was, and, oh. then, and then my buddy, you know, a childhood friend uh, was out from Tennessee, a uh, guy that I grew up with. And, you know, like a lot of that shit, it's just nostalgia. So, um, and just to, you know, going through all those jams, like, fuck, dude, like, I'm 30 now. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's when it hits you. 
Yeah, dude. It was, it was fucked up. But yeah, good shit. So I've been cycling through a lot of that. And then, you know, of course, all the, the new good shit. I've been a little bit all over the place, you know, just enjoying sure. music in general. You know, real metal, not, not, uh, not, we'll, uh, we'll get there. Yeah. We'll not, get there. not that Let, fake shit. Let's get there. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I've, I've actually, uh, we've had, some, we've had a good amount of time off and there's been a few releases that I definitely think were worth checking out. Um, on the opposite end, there was one that I, like, I do my best to check out whatever anybody sends me, and I had somebody send me some music on Instagram recently, and it's a band called Jinx, J-Y-N-X, what is and that? it's new wave, new metal, and okay. I absolutely do not recommend it. No, oh, fair enough. It's yeah, like, oh, it, I'll have to it, check it, that out. Maybe not. Yeah, it, it's it's one of those, like, oh, like, I'll totally be into something that, yeah, that was not it. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, um, but on the opposite end, like the new, the damn things, yeah, which is Keith from Every Time I Die, two of the dudes from Fallout Boy, Scott Ian from Anthrax, and I think it's and the bassist from Alkaline Trio. Um, That's an interesting mix. Absolutely awesome rock record, um, and I mean rock in the like literal form of the word rock. It's not metal. It's not hard rock. It's not hardcore. It's not, you know, the pop that Fall Out Boy did. It's absolutely a rock record, and it's dope. That's fucking cool. Yeah, you know, I, in my opinion, um, granted, I don't delve into that much. Uh, these days, there really aren't that many good rock records that you could even call rock records. I mean, you know, right. you have this, like, fucking pop shit poppy shit it's all like radio friendly and to me that same recycled chord progression and everything else mm-hmm. i don't know it's just not rock to me i mean and i always thought that maybe i'm jaded just because i'm you know a fan of extreme metal and stuff like that but i was talking to somebody else about this and for the life of me i can't remember who the fuck it was um and they obviously weren't a metalhead but they're like you know they're just isn't rock bands anymore like rock is dead there's no more rock bands out there it's like well that's because the public doesn't like rock bands anymore there, you know what? That's actually a very valid point. There is not a dedicated rock band, rock scene. I wouldn't. I would even. Yeah, I would even go as far as saying like rock centric scene um, doesn't really exist. No, and I mean, you know, I I know that there are, you know, see, and that's the thing is, I think there's probably some out there, but they all get categorized as '80s because there really isn't rock anymore, you know, to that point. Like, there's bands out there that are rock bands that are still doing the 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 rock and roll stuff, but I think they get thrown in as an 80s band, an 80s-style band. That's an 80s-style band. Sure. Yeah. You know, um, even now, thinking about it, you know, uh, uh, Jarrett, I don't know if you've ever met Jarrett. Maybe you probably have, because we all have similar groups of friends. And He worked at... Uh, he used to work at the the guitar center at uh, the block, but he works at the one in Fountain Valley now. And he's okay. in, in like a, a rocky band. But I look at them, and I think '80s. Like I'm just as guilty as the public of of that shit. Um, but they're just a rock band. Like that's just yeah. modern rock. Um, well, do you feel part of that goes along with how people have to categorize, um, not just categorize, but even subcategorize bands? Because you can't just be a rock band. You have to be like a goth rock band or an 80s rock band or hair, you know, hair, it can't just be like metal band. It has to be like hair metal, glam metal. Like there's so many things that have to be subcategorized. It can't just be a straight rock band. And that, that's probably true. Um, 
you know, that's probably the case just as much as, you know, anything else, just because everybody's got to be so original and, and so unique, um, you know, not just the metalheads, but people in general that they have to know that's this kind of band. Like everybody has to be more knowledgeable than anybody else. So that, I think that's mm-hmm. why we keep getting these, these funky subgenres that just go deeper and deeper and deeper. Well, metal's not enough. No, that's death metal. Well, that's yeah. technical, progressive, harmonic, fucking butthole flapping metal. Like, <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, Wes said, uh, said something the other day and I have quoted it religiously uh, every day. So this is death metal toilet sounds only. It's like toilet sounds. Yes. That's, that's exactly it. It's toilet sounds. <laughs> oh, that's the thing. Like there, there was a post today that was, um, uh, Brandon, I forget his last name. I think his last name is Perez posted something on how he got kicked out of a group because he said death metal and death core are the same thing. <laughs> oh man you know the lines are blurred between those so much now that it's like it, it, to some degree they are the same thing you know <laughs> he's just trying to stir the shit but i totally get it like but that's uh, so yeah. funny that that people are so ridiculous with that you know uh, that actually brings us into your situation almost perfectly. The, you want you want to start with that already? We yeah, I mean, we were kind of already uh, put ourselves in there with with elitism and people needing to, uh, you know, uh, everybody needs to be so goddamn judgmental just because it makes them seem cool. Like, oh, I'm judging them, so I fucking know more. You know, it's elitism at its absolute best. And since I forget. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go, go ahead. No, no. Go, please go ahead. I was I was just going to say since it was your situation, I'll let you tell the story of a prime example sure. of real um, life metal elitism. I forget. Yeah, there was a there's a great um, before we get to the before we get to the uh, the, the actual story. There, the there was a great uh, I forget who wh- who I was watching, but it was in, her, in, an, in an interview about about music specifically on on how the community has changed from kind of what you're saying how. Everybody has to know more than the other person where there's no longer a social community. It's a, a, a we've gotten to the point to where it's a community of individuals and it's more about being an individual than enjoying being part of the community anymore. Right. And your way of getting out of that is like, oh, well, you're not this or you're not that or that band isn't this and you can't like that band because it's not um, it's not my kind of metal or it's not my kind of scene or there's there's a very much a, a been a turning point where the society appreciates individualism and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with being an individual like that's cool but it's individual individualism to a fault it's yeah. individualism to the point to where you you have to feel recognized for what you're doing on your own rather than just going like hey let's just go to a metal show maybe they won't all be the same kind of metal but I'm going to go and try to enjoy the show. It turned into that band isn't metal enough to be here. Yeah. Yeah. See, and that's crap. I mean, for me, um, it is cool to see a lot of, you know, bands in the same realm, but as noted by music, I've been listening to, I like diversity. I'll fucking take just about anything as long as it's cool. You know, um, it breaks up the monotony of the the same fucking relentless, you know, punching, you know? Yeah. Um, so basically what happened was we played a show uh, not more than, what, two weeks ago now? Two or three about weeks. About two, two or three weeks ago now. Um, great lineup. I'm not going to talk shit about the lineup. Like, for me, uh, 
I'd be stoked to see this kind of show. Like, I wasn't super into every band, but I definitely appreciated the show. It was Within Destruction, Enterprise Earth, Body Snatcher, and Lorna Shore. L- Lorna Shore. Right. And fucking killer show. Like, killer, like, heavy show. A lot of people came out. Um, definitely appreciate, you know, the the show aspect of it. Um did you know got there it was a weird situation already cuz i don't know if you've ever been around you know a tour package that had been on you know been together for a while but they were very much locked into each other right. they're very much um that group of guys tend to be very uh clicky i guess is the is the way to put it the slam boys sure that's what and, i call um, them slam boys yeah so you know we got there and and so, you know, as soon as we got there, we, we weren't feeling very welcome. We did, I did our, I did what I could to try to talk to a couple of the touring band members and they just weren't very, weren't very receptive to us, which fine, you know, that is what it is. I've, I've dealt with that before. Not a, not a huge deal. Uh, um, still, I, yeah. Not to derail you, but I would hope if I was ever on that level of musician that I wouldn't be that way. Cause to me, that's shitty. You know, you're yeah. out there, you're doing it, you know, for the fans. You're doing it because you have fans and, you know, um, you know, you are known or famous or whatever the fuck are paid because there's people there. So uh, I get it. You're tired and tour, you know, is brutal, but that's why you're doing it. Right. So yeah. why wouldn't you? I don't know. It just seems silly to me. Anyways, continue. Well, to go along with something like that, it's also the idea that, like, these, like, you're not much further than where we are right now. Like, three, four years ago, these bands were doing the exact same thing that we're doing for you. Right. So, like, I don't know. That's just, that's a different, that's a whole nother conversation. Um, so, get to setting up. Uh, we end up having to set up in the patio because they were taking an excessive amount of time getting their setup done. Um, granted, I guess they all use the same rigs. They're all using Kempers and the same, um, they only switched out drums for the whole night. Um, so they're, you know, each band is dialing in their, their presets or however you want to put it. I don't know what the word would be for a Kemper. Uh, uh, I think with Axe Effects, it's scenes. Yeah. For theirs, it's, I mean, it's literally just their, their rigs, you know? Yeah. Turning of a knob or whatever. Yeah. And, um. So they're they're you know spending our setup time doing their setup. So we had to set up outside while we're setting up. A uh, few comments from some of the passing members to you know to us were not completely like I don't know I don't know they they were just dickish they were just just being shitty dudes shitty band dudes. Um, so dealing you know dealing with that got in. Um, set up, played the show, tearing down, getting shit out, and Kevin overhears, our, our drummer Kevin, you know, overheard somebody uh, commenting on us playing that we, why, why is our, why is, sorry, why is Arson Choir even on this show? Uh, they're not even a metal band. <laughs> uh, to, <laughs> yeah. That's to which. Uh, still tickles me. To which Stephen replied, "Well, you, at least you can read our logo." And, it's true. 
that's 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 my favorite comeback of the night to be honest is is because you see the enterprise earth logo you see the within destruction logo and i totally get it i mean it's it's tech death logos and i guess the more illegible they are the better the band here's the funny (laughs) thing so it was what it was within destruction uh lorna Mm -hmm. shore who else body snatcher body and enterprise earth uh well i'm with enterprise earth i mean i The dudes that I have met from there were always chill. Uh, Within Destruction and Body Snatcher, not fucking surprised at all that they were douchey. Uh, Same with Lorna Shore, because that's just the, you know, I'm sorry. They're bands that I have a hard time liking because Mm -hmm. I've heard that before, you know. Uh, I'm sorry, but, you know, you're going to define yourself and die if you're a shitty person. Um, and um, maybe they're not shitty people. Maybe they're just shitty sometimes. And the only interactions that I've ever seen were that, but I'm not shocked at all. And then I'm not surprised by the type of crowd. And this is fucked up. It's totally judgmental of me, but I'm not surprised by the type of crowd that they attract that those words would be spit. And that's probably not the first time that that was, that's probably not the only time it was said at that show. It was probably said multiple times because, you know, that's the kind of, crowd and shit that they encourage i mean for fuck's sake the scrims that within destructions have say true slam like yeah I yeah, mean, I, yeah with such arrogance you know like who gives a fuck first of all slam is caveman music so it absolutely is like i'm, I'm not gonna ever argue that it, it, we were um so the two things that come out of that the the caveman comment absolutely uh echoed by uh, a former guest we had on the show uh, i'll i'll let I'll do off time on who it was just in case he doesn't want me to say his name. But, right. Um, absolutely echoed by that. Just literally like, dude, you're playing to a bunch of knuckle dragon Neanderthals. Like, yep. what do you expect? And, 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 I, and I will take, I will say that uh, Enterprise Earth and Lorna Shore, with their technicality, are exempt from that rule. But the within destruction and fucking body snatcher straight up fucking caveman metal like yeah. that's all it is it's no i would i would love to just sit there and watch somebody actually listen to that back to back all day because it's the same song over and over like you know you can only hit open notes so many times so many different ways before it's fucking formulaic and repetitive those are the kind of bands that are gonna define and die quickly yeah, yeah, yeah. um unless they yeah, reinvent that's... themselves no even, even chris chris is sitting here saying like yeah it, it was one 30 minute long song that's it. Um, One long ass fucking breakdown with like yeah. a, a dip in the middle because the bands had to change, but they're both the same fucking thing. Right, right. And um, I'm yeah, a fan of extremely heavy music, but I like technical technicality and stuff like that. I mean, and I even like grindcore and brutal death metal stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But there's more substance than fucking just you know farting on a guitar for fucking no. you know thirty minutes. Yeah, yeah, and uh, one of the well, two of the things to come out of that is is well, two two of the big things to come out of that is one, um, found out one of the guys that was the biggest non fan of us that was with the tour package was actually the current guitarist for From First to Last. Oh well, um, which was really surprising because uh, he, you know, first of all, he's not on either of the two records that I really love, but secondly, like. You're in a screamo band that's like hanging on to relevance. Like, I get that they did the big comeback, but I'm not really sure you're in a place to be judging. Well, that's other... why that band is where it is. Yeah, perfect uh, example. 
And the other thing is obviously the great memes that I've been able to come up with because of this. Oh, it's been fantastic. It's fucking, uh, that's just my nonstop joke for, for any time me and you have an interaction, which is, you know, at least a couple times a day. It's, you know, yeah. that's, that's not metal. Come on, Mark, <laughs> that's not metal. Um, <laughs> but all this, be, all, all this aside, like the thing that I took away from it is I would have really liked to have um, had a conversation with this person that said that and be like, okay, like I, that's your opinion. I can respect your opinion. I can I can absolutely respect your opinion that you don't think my band is metal. I'm totally okay with that. We've been called so much worse than not metal. That's right. fine. Um, I would really rather have just had a conversation with him. Be like, okay, if we're not, then let me know why. What what def- what definitive thing are we doing that is not metal? Right, and I mean the bottom line is you're just. You're playing what you want to play, regardless of what the label of it is. I mean, you know, you guys are, you know, math, more or less, but that's just because that's where it fits. But, I mean, I don't know. At the end of the day, I pick up my guitar and I make noises on it, and it falls into what it falls into. And, sure, you know, one to two songs may not match up with each other. I know when, uh, when I was in, um, fuck, I'm losing the name halfway gone like mm-hmm. you know there was one style with one guitars and i joined the band and there was there was this style of music and then we we still get together and jam we've progressed into something so much different so i mean it's just whatever comes out you know at that fucking time so so do you think here like let's let's turn this into an actual conversation than just us bitching um oh yeah because i can bitch all day yeah yeah do you like I know during the 80s there was the you know the metal elitism. I know that there was you know hair metal, death metal, uh, power metal, all Christian metal. 90s I don't necessarily remember like the metal elitism thing. I don't I don't know if there was. I think uh, it was because it was a very anti era. I think Nirvana and grunge and everything like nobody want everybody was very anti everything. You didn't want to be yeah. a part of anything. It was very almost you know it wasn't punk, but it was almost a very punk mindset. And then I believe the early 2000s was still very, like, new metal. There was obviously, like, you know, really good death metal bands, but I still don't remember the exclusionary feeling. I don't, I don't ever remember. Black like, metal in the early 2000s was very, very elitist um, and uh, I, against I rem- everything. Yeah, I remember, like, tw- 2003 to 2000, maybe 9 or 10, where metalcore was a thing, and everybody just wanted to be friends, and yeah, I, I you know I can totally I can totally remember those Ozfests with Killswitch and Shadows Fall and all that remains. Where I don't remember this kind of infighting. No, and somewhere around 2014 to now, I've really felt the. Um, the scene turn on itself where uh, I, I think Finn McKenty made a really good point where it's gotten to the point to where metal heads are so elitist and so exclusionary that nobody wants, not only does nobody want to go to shows, but now you've got things like suicide boys that came out where they're into metal. They love metal, but they've been kicked out of metal so much that they went to do rap that just includes metal. Right. Right. Like, I think uh, somebody, somebody from Suicide Boys, who's you know you know definitive rap group, um, just released a hardcore record. Uh-huh. 
and oh, it's okay. like it, it's getting over. <laughs> yeah. It's getting over. Like it's getting over just fine. Um, I, I I definitely feel like we're going to get to a point where if you keep on pushing people away from trying to join the scene and try to be new in the scene and new bands in the scene or whatever you want to call it, that it's that's what's going to make things kind of end is because you don't want to include uh, new people, new bands, new ideas into the scene. It's just, like you said, caveman mentality. Yeah, I, I think, uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if it's just the, it's the world we live in now or what, but... You know, everybody wants to make their mark in one way or another, and I, I think that's what it comes down to. It's like, oh, I can't. It's almost like everybody has a black metal attitude. Everybody stands at the back with their arms crossed, and then maybe, maybe I'm over. You know, I don't know. Maybe because of where we live, that type of metal is kind of peaked around here. So mm-hmm. maybe, maybe that's why. Maybe that's why that's our view um, of of things because you know since i've joined with uh, mdr you know and talking to people about shows on the east coast and stuff like that it's not like that um you know in other states canada shit like that you know countries you know mexico and stuff like the the environment is very different so i don't know if that's just an la thing i mean which would make sense because we're shitty but you know like fucking I, I I don't know. You know, I haven't been to enough out of state, you know, out of country shows to really, you know, test that theory. But I ha- I just have a feeling that it's a lot of it is where we are. Like a lot of it is here because I mean, you know, I went and saw a Treyu not all that long ago, and that was a very different environment than than the fucking you know deathcore shows and stuff like that at all these fucking little venues and stuff like that. So I, I think I think it, it is this area mm-hmm. where everybody is so spoiled with music yep. that instead of working together, everybody is against each other instead of working within a scene. Because if you think about it with when people go into South America, Mexico, music is not as available. So when people come, they are so excited and want to support the band, even if it is a smaller band. It's just the fact that somebody's coming to play music and they value it that much that they're going to go out. And the same thing with um, going to the East Coast for shows. There are so many people who will actually stay for shows. They go and support. It's just different, um, different mindsets. You know, we're just kind of spoiled and like there's so many bands over here that you kind of have. I feel like the mindset is that you kind of have to break people down in order to be to the top, which shouldn't be the case because there's a lot of bands that were similar and should help each other because that's the way that you form that community. And there is that bond how it used to be that there used to be the different hardcore, you know, cliques where you'd see them all at shows, you know. There was different community back then versus now. It's very separated. Yeah, and 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 I think I think a part of the some of the source of that is I mean yes we are very spoiled and and because of that uh, what's been done around here with music has become very formulaic. Everybody's doing the same thing, so the arrogance of 
well, I can do it better than you, is what leads people to stand at the back of a venue with their arms crossed, judging, you know, anything else. I mean, of course, there's the few up front that are, you know, smashing each other's heads in the crowd killers and whatnot. And, you know, fucking thank God for them for keeping something going around here because, Jesus Christ, you know, every, it's a bunch of haters. I mean, you know, standing at the back and judging. Like, and, it, and not even, like, touring bands as much as like local bands just fucking smashing each other down oh this person sings like shit or this person does this or his tone is shit oh he fucked up right there the whole set's ruined you know mm. i see that so much i mean people have approached me saying oh did you see that band blah blah, blah. i was like dude like i'm not here to hate i'm all, all that's gonna do is make me nervous for the stage because you know i'm sitting back here hating on this band that i could fuck up worse than that you know or, yeah. or anything else and i mean there's certain people whose names i won't even drop we won't even go there because i'm sure we all know who they are who will stand there and talk shit at a show and and mm -hmm. stuff like that it's like why why you know if if you're not going to offer helpful advice then you know uh, i i just wasn't all that into that band that's that's all you need you don't have to sit yeah. there oh they were doing this critique and judge everything i mean you know I don't know. Again, it, it's because the scenes become so formulaic and there's so many of them around here that I think people need to put each other down to one, either feel better about their half-ass, you know, application of whatever it is, or, uh, you know, to put the other band down so that their half-ass, you know, band can, you know, ascend above that to ruin them in the scene. So many times I've heard the, the quote, Oh, I could, ruin you in the scene fuck you <laughs> you know i'm sick uh, of that there's, there's a great there's a great video by uh finn mckinty it's about how uh it's about the it's called the crab mentality i don't know if you've ever have you ever heard of something called no, the crab mentality? no 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 it's a it's a beautiful way to put it because uh i'll, I'll do my best to to I'll I'll link it for sure but i'll do my best to sum it up uh the crab mentality is if you put a bunch of crabs in a bucket and you watch them kind of claw to get on top. They don't claw to get on top. They only pull each other down. Right. Well, that's so that exactly way, it. Yeah. So that way, no no one crab gets on top. Um, yeah. It's it's the it's it's called crab mentality. K R uh, C R A B. I'll I'll definitely link it in. Uh, we you know we got to use the Facebook more. We got to use the Instagram more. And I'll definitely put it on um, put it on both of those. Um, but yeah, Finn McKenty, if you, if you ever get a chance, dude, I think you'd absolutely appreciate some of his videos. Um, but yeah, uh, the problem that we're at right now, especially in, in the local quote unquote local scene, I mean, Southern California is a large local scene. Right. Um, the problem that I keep seeing is that if you're an established band coming through, like we went to the architects and the artist murder show and everybody was there and everybody was cool and everybody was asking are you going am i going to see you there right like there's there's a community that does enjoy going but where's this community when you know we're talking about local shows well i definitely have been seen like people don't give a shit like you you have to reach a certain level for people to give a shit and if you're not at that level nobody kind of cares right now yep i mean i'm just as guilty I know that I am. I'm, you know, I don't, you know, there's things said that should be said that could be set aside or ways I could squeeze into doing other shit. And it's just like, nah, too mm. much energy for me. Whereas, you know, mm. 10 years ago, 
the the scene as well as myself was it was i wouldn't miss a show are you kidding yeah. me i mean then you know 10 years ago fuck what is it uh, maybe 15 years ago i'm older than i think i am but <laughs> you know when when the death metal and grindcore was really growing i mean i had a lot of buddies in bands you know like uh an old band especially from your area neck of the woods uh fucking grotesque and excretion and mm -hmm. and you know you know caustic back in the day and oh god yeah you know all these bands i mean caustic was still very much kind of what they are now but uh, but like grotesque and excretion and you know some of those guys uh, those death metal bands when that shit was really coming up dude going to those shows was very different than how it is now you know that was dude, when the dude. alley still existed and shit like that in Fullerton places places would fill up for those bands oh fuck yeah I know because there wasn't a night where I'd see a flyer and I wouldn't be out there I mean you know we're talking all through high school you know and then some you know hoagies everything I mean there was not, there was not a show that I would fucking miss you know mm -hmm. and and now it's just like maybe i'm old and tired or maybe the scene is old and tired but uh it's <laughs> uh, yeah no i i definitely think there's a there's a combination of what you just said there's uh, there's a feeling of i get what you mean the, the old and tired thing like i definitely have those days when i feel like my body isn't isn't what it's supposed to be or whatever but kind of the second half is too the scene is old and tired in a way in a way, I hate saying that, but we kind of kicked out a lot of young guys. Like, there were a lot of young guys that were trying to come up in the scene. And I won't say myself personally, but I definitely think there were, there were, uh, there were elements in the scene that prevented new bands from coming up. Uh, you know, I, I know I've said it before that the one thing that, that the scene does is it will bankrupt a band. Yeah, um, that's very true. Uh, our scene is, is, you know, music is cutthroat already, um, but the pay-to-play, the the venues shutting down, venues being shitty, other bands being shitty, promoters being shitty, um, it, it it can eat up a band a lot faster than most people realize. Yeah, no, that's that's very true. I mean, I think the uh, the venues, uh, at least for Orange County, um, I, there's still a lot of little places in LA that I'm discovering. Um, but, uh, yeah, a lot of the venues are gone and stuff like that, you know. I don't know, it's just different. I, and, you know, may, maybe that's, again, I think it can come back to me just being fucking old and, like, missing the what was, you know, and not mm -hmm. getting with the times. But that probably uh, uh, applies to a lot of other people, too. Yeah. Um, you know, one of, the, one of the main things I keep saying uh, that we've, we've been talking about before is you gotta be, you got to be more interesting than Netflix. Yeah. 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 See, that's another thing too. You know, all the streaming shit didn't exist, um, you know, 10, 15 years ago. So there's that, mm -hmm. uh, YouTube, uh, you know, still had naked chicks on it. Yeah. <laughs> um, even, even going to the clinic, uh, for Mark Holcomb last week, you can get that clinic online. That's the same clinic. They, they offer the same, he does the same thing every time he goes is, you know, he answers questions and, and does a couple songs. Um, but going, was the experience going and being, you know, there with everybody and, and running into friends that I know and seeing Mark in person, like that's the experience. Yeah. Not the, I, I get that being at home is nice and comfy and you got your fridge and, and everything's here and you don't have to get dressed and go out and whatever, but it's like you're missing on, you're missing on the experience of going and doing 
the that in person. Exactly, and then people don't develop relationships, and that's why we get a crowd full of haters. So that that or, feed, or, that feeds it too. Yeah, or you go to Coachella and get herpes. Well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> that, that's a whole a whole different experience. Yeah, that's not down. You know, it's funny <laughs> that Coachella did that, but Stagecoach we didn't we didn't hear about the uh, herpes uh, case of Stagecoach, right? But it's all the same place. Was was there was there an outbreak? I don't think so, but it's all part of the same place, so maybe, <laughs> maybe possibly. Um, it's just it's interesting hearing the the how festivals are what a lot of people feel like what local shows used to be. Like right. I, I definitely hear a lot of people talking about festivals now that they literally only go to festivals so they can go see the people that they haven't seen all year. Right. Exactly. Yeah, that's like, interesting. That's such a like. That's such a different perspective. Like I'm not used. Like uh, we were watching an interview with, I think it was Sarah Longfield, and on how like festivals now are the main thing for even musicians, where they just go so they can see their friends. Right. I can see that because the only time I really see people really going out for shows are are big ass fucking festivals, mm-hmm. or you know festivals of some point i mean yeah you know, that's enough yeah, that to the, motivate somebody to come out yeah that the festival the festival mentality right now that i'll go i'm not saying me personally but you know someone will, will go to see a band that you know regularly can come through a tour and do an hour set but they'll go see them for 20 minutes because there's also 10 other bands that they want to see right exactly um I don't know. Like, there's there's a lot in there. There's a lot to digest. But uh, for me, like he, like like we started the conversation. I don't I don't understand the elitism part. Just because if you give me something to check out, I'll check it out. I may not like it, but it doesn't make me any better. It doesn't make me any worse. I just I just may not like what you like. That's all. Right. Exactly. I mean, same thing these days. I mean, you know, uh, once upon a time, I was very much in that category too, but. Um, now it's like, you know, just check it out. I mean, it, it, it's either your flavor it's, or it's not, you know, it's not going to kill anybody. Um, you know, I, I've noticed, you know, especially now since I've joined MDR, I'm on all these press releases and stuff like that. So I get all these emails from all these like different bands and stuff like that that come out and it's like, got to be very open-minded with, uh, with, you know, listening to stuff and, uh, mm. it's kind of put things even more in perspective. Like I thought I was pretty open-minded before, but now it's like, it's just stuff's being thrown at me left and right. It's like, oh shit. I got to check all this out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's the thing. Like there's so much music out there for me. Like the, the change that I've been seen or not been seen, but just the change in general from how much music there actually is out there. Like you really don't understand how much, how much content there is out there and how to sift through it all until you really get into like, like you said, like this radio thing or, or really trying to like sift through YouTube or Spotify and, and try to find something you like. It shouldn't be hard to find something you like. No, 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 no. I, well, the, the thing that I find is that there's so much that I like that, you know, it's like, what flavor do I want today? Like, there's too mm-hmm. many different ice creams. You know, which one? Mm-hmm. I'd like all of these. You know, which one, which one do I like today? Well, I like this one kind of. Well, maybe I'll like this one more. You know? Yeah. So for, for me, what I look for is what fuels my mood. Am I doing cardio? Am I lifting weights? Am I just at work? Am I driving? 
that's what I've done. You yeah, know? It, for me, the elitism thing is just the is the equivalent of of a troll on the internet or somebody that posts uh, spoilers on Facebook. Like that's exactly what it is. That that is it's it's yeah it's it's just somebody you know trolling for their own personal benefit. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe more indirect than purposely attacking like somebody would on the internet, but still, or or maybe not. I don't know. Well, I I, I like the uh, I don't know if you saw the report out from I think it was in, uh, somewhere in China. Somebody got mu- not mugged, but somebody got beat up because they were yelling out spoilers for um, Avengers Endgame. <laughs> uh, they, they probably uh, got what they deserved. Yeah, they were they were yelling out spoilers in front of the theater, and he got his face crushed. That's awesome. <laughs> that's what you get for being a douche i'm just yep. saying i'm just saying that more times than not uh if you're douchey you'll get what's coming to you <laughs> it's it's just i thought it was a, i thought that was a really good um what's the what's the, a really good exclamation point on the past 12 years for for marvel it's like don't don't do spoilers or you get your face put punched in yeah right <laughs> jesus Oh man, yeah. So yeah, that's uh, that's some shit. Mm-hmm. That that's some shit that that's been bugging me for like weeks, and we've been so damn busy with you know my I've been busy with shit. You've been busy with the recording and shit like that, which you guys just got done. No, we literally, um, I literally just finished rhythm guitars. So drums, bass, and rhythm guitars is all done. Uh, Phil's gonna go in. Hopefully within the next uh, week or two, start working on vocals. And uh, this producer wanted to really uh, start finalizing what the songs are going to sound like. He really wanted Phil to come in before uh, lead guitars are done. I know that sounds weird, but he's really into the music. He really likes what we did, even though we're not metal. Um, yeah, you're not, you guys aren't metal. And uh, he oh, felt that... shit. <laughs> he felt that having Phil come in and really start um, working on what the songs are going to sound like will help before lead guitar comes in. Um, oh, okay. I don't know. I, I I like that approach. He's he's he very much enjoys the music, and uh, he really wanted to hear what not you know close to ninety percent of the song will be done. Before he goes and records uh, lead lead guitar, so I thought that was cool. Yeah, no, that's super cool. So I mean, hopefully we'll have something done and ready by summer. I, I think that's pretty pretty optimistic. Which, considering we started this in December, right? Um, you know that massive pain in the ass. I, I think I've talked to you about most of it. I haven't yeah. really said too much well. about it publicly. Well, um, yeah, there was all that and prices and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, that's a whole cast in itself. If, yeah. <laughs> um, but we're finally, you know, like I said, we're finally getting close to. to I can see the finish line, you right. know. Um, and then I know you've been busy just going back and forth. Uh, well, for for me, there's the Inhuman Atrocity stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Dawn of Eternity, which we haven't practiced for a while. I think we're practicing this weekend. Um, okay. But also got hit up by TK from Born for War. Uh, mm-hmm. They got a huge show offer that I don't think I'm allowed to mention. Uh, okay. But uh, tremendous, like we're talking super huge festival size show. 
um, offer with huge, 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 huge bands that don't play anything other than arenas anymore these days. Mm-hmm. So um, they hit me up to fill in on guitar, and I was like, well, I mean, fucking okay. <laughs> yeah. you know? Like, I'm going to say no, you know? Um, now, with something like that, are they going to, like, I know you're obviously going to have to drive out for rehearsals, but to learn the songs, do you ask for videos? Do you get tabs? tabs. Like, how do you, how, okay, tabs. Yeah, they I was said gonna tabs. Say, like, how do you go about it with a band like that, which is, I would say Born For has got some technicality to it. Yeah. Um, how, like, how would you approach that? Like, I, I don't know if you're a, if you are able to listen and, and get the movements, you know, like that or how, or how you go about that. Well, for the, I mean, these guys, you know, it helps when you're really good with Guitar Pro and like, you know, I think Connor's the one that, that they, uh, that's not in the band anymore. And that's the one that I'm kind of filling in for. And then there's Nick, mm. Nick's, uh, I believe is really good with Guitar Pro and then TK is really good with Guitar Pro. So they have totally complete Guitar Pros, guitar, bass, and drums, like 100% to the T how it's supposed to be done. And then they're in the middle of recording. So there's recording. So what I do is I take the tabs. I learn off the tabs and then uh, I play it with the recordings as much as I can. So I get a feel mm-hmm. for the organicness of how it's going to be. So that, mm-hmm. you know, pretty much to the point where like, even though I, I would prefer to practice as much as possible, um, mm-hmm. I would get, you know, get together and it, it wouldn't, nothing would be weird to me. I'd be used to what simple sounds are going to sound like and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And the problem is these guys are all located in like Pedro, which is far as shit from me. Yeah. Um, but Jess, um, Jess, the vocalist from Unscarred, used to be in Born for War as a bass player. They have him filling in on bass. So oh. we're going to be getting together at his house. But that still means I have to drive to fucking downtown because that fool lives off of like Rampart and the fucking 101, which is like still an hour drive for me. Yeah. I, I, the 101, was that what I was taking to go to? Hang on. So I think I've been kind of making that drive uh, just from my house. So I totally know. I totally feel you that it, it's a fucking drive and a half. Yeah, it sucks. So like we, we have aimed to practice Sunday nights because, you know, I don't get off till seven. And that gives me plenty of time to, uh, you know, that gives me plenty of time for traffic to die down for me to drive out there and practice. Yeah, seven at night. Uh, it shouldn't be too horrid. Dude, I still fucking hit traffic last time we went out there. Like even yeah. even like by the time I, you know I get home, pack up and leave. By the time I get out the door, it's like eight, um, and I still fucking hit traffic. And it still took me an hour to get over there. Jesus. So that shit. And then at like eleven, so we practice until eleven because he's got neighbors. And even right, even right. driving back, dude, it's like what the fuck is going on here? Now driving back, you probably take what a good hour. I, to get back as well? Yeah, give or take. I don't know. I don't really drive the speed limit, so <laughs> there's that. So and then so then you have to be up for work at what, like eight in the morning, seven in the morning? Seven I, I well, my kid gets up earlier than that, but oh, yeah. Shit. Um seven ish, something like that for for work. Um well I don't go to work till ten, but I gotta take the one kid to school and everything else. So there's uh Yeah. Yeah, it's, it sucks. <laughs> for sure um and then you also find time to work out which i i still i haven't figured that out yet yeah. um, um we're, we're still trying to get on a regular schedule for working out and it's just not i don't know how you stick to it regularly um oh this is gonna sound so douchey it's a lifestyle man 
<laughs> no, no, that, that, totally get it. Especially being in a band with Phil, I totally get it. Uh, he, the first thing he does when he, you know, wakes up is he goes and works out. Yeah, he I can't do that he, in the morning. Fuck yeah. that shit. <laughs> I don't, I don't understand that. But he says I don't feel right if I don't wake up and go work out. So he wakes up to go work out as I'm getting out of work. So like five in the morning. Right. Yeah. Because I see his uh, his story on Instagram and shit like that all the time of him going to the gym early as fuck in the morning and. Nope, I go at night. Fuck that. <laughs> you got you. Yeah, you guys need to need to get on the same schedule. You guys, me workout partner. Right. He couldn't keep up with me. Come on now. He probably <laughs> he could probably out cardio me. But uh, dude, I slam some real fucking weights these days. I don't know. We know he probably could. And that's and okay. Real quick, because that's something we haven't had time to mention on the podcast. You have completely. 180 your body and you look <laughs> so fucking good like, I have. i'm so still, proud of you still working that, too still still burning up fat i'm in weight loss challenge number two so i won yeah. the last one because i don't think we've casted since i was in the middle of that or starting we that haven't. no we haven't at all and you've dropped uh well like, you give give your numbers because i i want to i definitely want to hear this it was like okay well uh at least it was like 50 pounds 10% body fat while increasing some muscle mass. So, yeah, pretty fucking crazy. Yeah, that's a, an amazing transformation. And so with this new one, are you doing, is this going to be straight weight dropping? Or is this going to be, are you feeling like, look, I'm going to do the challenge and that's cool, but I'm not going to, I'm going to maintain the course that I'm on. Yeah, it's that because like I, I don't want to lose I muscle mass. I mean, as well as in the in the challenge, you lose points for losing muscle mass. So mm -hmm. I don't know that my overall body weight is going to change a lot. Um, I'm hoping to lose more body fat. Um, yeah, I, body weight's probably going to go down for sure though because I mean I, I, I weigh when I my last weigh in I was two oh eight and. Uh, I'm not 208 of muscle. There's there's still yeah. significant body fat mass to get rid of. Um, sure. But uh, but yeah, compared like, to where you were at the well, 254. Even, yeah. yeah, and then at the start, I think even when, I mean, we'll we'll kind of document it to where we did the meetup with with Nick from Guitar Marie, you know, Bach from. Winds of Plague, like you're, oh, yeah. you're riding pretty heavy. You were still working out, but you were riding pretty heavy. Yeah, that was 254. That was that yeah. was Fat Boy Supreme. So <laughs> to go from 254 to 208. Yeah. And you don't you look you don't look like a it's not a doughy 208. You were a no. solid. You were a solid 208 right now. Yeah, I mean that, that a lot of that is just the the extremely strict diet, balancing of macros, you know, consistent exercise, working out, you know, and then some of the supplements and stuff like that. It's just um, changing up my workouts. I've I have a feeling I'm going to peel off some more fat now because I've moved to like hit cardio, which is mm -hmm. uh, is basically another way of saying hell or death. Um, okay. Hit cardio is fucked up. I mean, it's just basically high intensity intervals. So instead okay. of doing you know 30 minutes of steady state, you can do 15 to 20 minutes of hit cardio, and that would be the equivalent of two hours of like steady state cardio because Jesus. you know you're starting and stopping. You know, it's like 30 seconds of super high intensity, your max all you can do, and then a minute of moderate. And then 30 yeah. seconds of super high, and you, you just keep doing that over and over and over and over and over. And it's like, and then you do that. I do that after. I was doing it before for a while, and my uh, 
the uh, the guy at the nutrition shop that I go to, the nutritionist, is like, you know, you're probably damaging yourself more, like causing, you know, you're not increasing muscle mass or, or stuff. You're not burning as much by doing it first. You're burning up all the glycogen. You should do it later. So, oh, so I do all the weights first. And then I do the cardio, but I tell you, after slamming an hour of like weights, like last night I did legs and mm. then I went and, you know, did some of that hit cardio and like, dude, I was, I can't do the stair stepper after legs cause I'll, my knees will fucking buckle, but I was yeah. doing it on the, uh, treadmill was like, you know, high speed, high incline and then, you know, flat and moderate pace and stuff like that over and over. And by the time I got to like the 10th interval, I'm like, I'm going to fucking puke everywhere so much <laughs> and i still had to go work abs after that Jeez. you oh, know it's shit. funny that you said that though because one of the one of the programs i wouldn't even say programs but one of the guys that we follow that does a you know a workout style channel on youtube is uh seamus from wwe hey i gotta i gotta pause for a second here my good. kid's getting up hold on a sec I'm no problem All right. Edit. Cool. Just making sure that I know where edits come back. Yeah, yeah, because I split it, so we should be good. Anyway. Oh, okay. I didn't. I didn't know you split it. Well, uh, I, I didn't split it on purpose. It splits itself. Gotcha. Um, no, what I was saying was a, a channel you should check out is uh, Seamus from WWE. He runs a fitness channel called uh, Celtic Warrior. Celtic okay. Warrior. I'm sorry. Celtic Warrior Workout specifically. And he does something very similar where he, where one of the programs that he does uh, hits weights immediately, for, you know, warm up for 15, 20 minutes, and then immediately hit weights, and then cardio. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense because, you know, you, you, burn, you burn up all the, the carb stored in your muscles first, and then you're just burning fat with the cardio, which is, you know, your whole intention, the whole reason for doing cardio, because nobody on the fucking planet likes that shit. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. There's probably people who enjoy it, but I don't. Yeah, I, I don't know anybody that really enjoys cardio. Nah, I don't know. Long distance runners and biker people—that's their thing, right? Uh, I would argue that they they probably enjoy that side of cardio, but there's definitely parts of cardio that that uh, you don't like. <laughs> no, no, like any of it ever. It's not <laughs> So, yeah, um, so that's what's up with all that. So this one, I mean, I wouldn't – I'm not going to bank on winning this one because I have a lot less to lose this time. Um, but this this winning this time would be 800 bucks or some near number of that, which would be fucking tits. Ridiculous. That and then winning back-to-back. -back, yeah. But we'll see. Uh, I'm not holding my breath. I did – everybody did kind of like their – their first first weigh-in check-ins this past weekend mm -hmm. and um although i saw some some poundage come off a lot of it was like heavy muscle mass in some of these people i was like well you lose points for losing muscles so you know i went i lost one two five four five four or five pounds of actual weight and it, it was like one whole percent body fat and no mm -hmm. change in muscle mass so like that's yeah. all positive points no hurt there so yeah 
Um, do you find yourself? Do you find yourself following the same kind of regimen because of that? Like, do you feel like, okay, like I, I, you do legs, you do abs, you do arms, you do back, shoulders. Um, have you felt anything where you're like, okay, look, I need to start mixing it up a little more? Uh, you always kind of have to do that in one way or another um, because your body gets used to it. You know, uh, every two weeks, you'll just change, even if you just change up something very small, um, mm. you know, for me, moving cardio to the back, you know, switching where I'm doing the cardio, um, different workouts and stuff like that. Like I recently uh, changed my, my chest routine a little bit um and stuff and you just want to change little things here and there keep your body guessing i mean i've always had the same kind of training split and it's mm. tendonitis and stuff like that is the reason why like i'll do i'll do back biceps uh chest triceps uh legs and maybe some biceps in there you know something small stuff and then shoulders and triceps and then nice. you know abs uh you know m most in the gym days i'll do some sort of tiny bit of ab workout because you can build abs too. I don't want a big waist. I want my waist to be smaller. So I don't do a whole lot when it comes to abs. I just do enough to, you know, make myself feel good. Um, yeah, for sure. But I'll do some of those like in between at home and stuff like tonight after we get done, I'll probably, you know, get some crunches and stuff like that going. It's good for the core for, for all other exercises too, to, you know, be able to tighten that shit up, help with injuries and stuff like that. For sure. Um, so I'll incorporate some of that. And then, like, as far as cardio goes, I do it all the training days. And then, like, sometimes I'll just go, like, at work, I'll go walk a mile or whatever, you know, just go walk around the business park. Um, yeah. Stuff like that. You know, typically I would have done it today, but my legs were fucking bumping from last night. So <laughs> um, there wasn't a whole lot of walking around. So, uh, let's see. We've gone over the radio show. We've gone over uh, metal elitism. We've gone over your awesome workout routine and how great that's going. Yeah. Um, in our in our downtime of not doing uh, the podcast, real quick, have you uh, discovered anything about your plane? Have you changed anything? Are you working on anything new? Are you? Because for me, uh, I've definitely done one thing that's kind of changed my plane entirely. I've uh, I've ended up going to a thinner pick. I've, I've dropped the gauge down to a 0.63. I'm still using the gigantic triangle, <laughs> but uh, I've noticed a change in, in in my plane just using a, a very uh, a much thinner pick. Have you changed anything? Are you working on anything new? Well, I'm not as fat, so I can play my guitar a lot lower now. <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> that that's definitely. I was standing here last night running through. Uh, born for war songs and uh um i was telling the wife i was like you know the nice part about not being fat anymore it's like i play my guitar down here without my stomach getting in the way <laughs> <laughs> you know uh, you're, you're no longer using the stomach as a as a as a, a holder for the guitar no not at all god <laughs> but um picks i go through all the time i go through all kinds of different picks like a lot you know um i mostly stick to the davas um i'll uh I'll deviate from that, you know, uh, chicken picks every once in a while. But I, you know, the problem is I, I have, I'm like a pizza dude. Yeah. I stopped eating like shit and I'm still greasy as all fuck. So I'll drop <laughs> picks, you know, that if they aren't like the Davas or the max grips, if they mm. could, if they could do the Dava shape with the max grip surface on it, pff, mm -hmm. 
I'd be set because the max grip is what's up, but I like a little bit of a sharper tip than what those have. Um, and nobody has that combination that's just right. So I, I, I will always find something to hate about a pick, let me tell you. Well, we still got to get those picks from uh, Tyler. Yes, I, I actually, I somebody posted something about them the other day. I was like, oh, yeah, fuck, I forgot about those things. Yeah, we got to get those. And there were actually the picks from um, the Ibanez, Ernie Ball. JTC. The, uh, I think so, the, uh, the John Pertucci picks or whatever. No, these ones are something different. I the think. Elite? Or something? The JTC um, uh, players pick. That's There it is. Yeah, that one. They're, they're Ibanez. Oh, those are Ibanez? Okay, they're yeah. Col- Ibanez collaborated with JTC, which I guess, I think I think JTC is just some like online uh, lessons and stuff like that. I don't know. Every time I try to go look for it, I can't figure out where the fuck to buy them. Yeah. Um, so I think I emailed them at some point. They're like, oh, yeah, you just got to find a local dealer. Yeah, well, fucking... If I, well, I wouldn't be emailing you if I did. Yeah, you fucking dick. Like, that doesn't help <laughs> me. I think that was the JTC people. I don't think it was uh, Ibanez. Because um, okay, well, I wouldn't bug Ibanez because I know we know Tyler. Why not just fucking ask him? <laughs> yeah, no. I'll, I'll get back. Yeah, we should, yeah we, we ran literally ran into both of them last week, and, and I just I spaced on it. But I'll, uh, I'll message Tyler, and we'll see if we can't get a little gift package. That would be sick because they look they look interesting. I mean, they look smooth as all hell. But um, Kyle from uh, Vitriol posted about how surprising it was to be able to hold on to that. And I was like, oh, well, I mean, this dude plays aggressive as shit. So um, Mm -hmm. if they work for him, then they work for me. You just you just need to you need to get over it and, and and jump to the big triangles like I have. Oh my god, that's too much. <laughs> when you turn it sideways, it, it hits both strings. <laughs> exactly. Um, not that big. No, no, no. We're not talking about the Stone Age. I'm I'm talking about the little sixty threes. Still, the big triangle. Too much. <laughs> too much. Okay. So I think that's all the subjects, except for everybody's favorite little show. Yay! We'll Yay. have to run this one short because I gotta go short. Okay, we'll go. We'll go. We'll go three questions and then you're good. Okay. Yeah. Let me. I was trying to open it up, but I just realized that we have so many convers so much going on in our conversation that I'll probably never be able to find the link. <laughs> let me see if I can. Oh, let me see if I can message the one that I'm on to you. Ah. Okay. Hang on. Here it comes. Share. And totally not trying to fill time right now. <coughs> I know, right? Good. Okay, cool. Okay, here we go. Oh, there it is. Ba-ding. Uh, okay, if you... Okay, so we do, a, we do a short segment on here called OK Stupid. We usually take questions from a dating site and, and transfer them over and mutate them into questions for musicians. Uh, we usually do five, but we're going to do three tonight because... Larry's on a short uh, timer, and I got to go to work uh, eventually. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the original question is, if you open a business, what kind of business would it be? So I think the question for you is going to be, if you opened a business having to do with music, what would it be? I'd be a music would shop it? of some sort, I would think, like, you know, instruments and stuff like that. You think so? You wouldn't you wouldn't do a lessons thing or you wouldn't do a you wouldn't do a recording thing? Uh, maybe recording. Um 
that I could see that being part of the the shop with the instruments, but having a shop with all the gear in it would uh, fulfill my need to constantly buy gear and get rid of see, it. I totally feel you, but I think you would end up keeping most talking. Of them. Yeah, you would talk people out of buying gear. That's a strong possibility. <laughs> you know, you'd be like, "Yo, like, I, I appreciate that you're interested in this, but I, you know, I got to keep it." <laughs> right. I don't know because I, you know, you know how fast I go through gear. I mean, I know because you do the same shit. But like, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, okay, well, I've I've had this for a while. Nah, I'm not using it as much. Let's get rid of it. Yeah, but if you got a whole, uh, okay, okay, uh, I was gonna say if you, if you got a if you got a whole storefront dedicated to gear. I don't know. I can experience a lot of stuff at the same time and get tired of a lot of stuff. Now, if there's a lot of stuff that I'm really glued to, it just depends. I don't know. It depends on what kind of day it is and what kind of gear is in there. Yeah, because I feel like definitely a risk. Because I feel like if you if you being you and you only have high end gear in the shop, it, it's just not going to go anywhere. <laughs> it's it's a small. It's a uh, more than a small possibility. It's, However, a, it's a very. We're I, talking about a, a niche market, Larry. <laughs> right. However, I still stick to my answer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Your next one is. This is actually a good one for you. At least I think so, because this kind of goes along with what I asked you about how you learn songs. Um, the original question is: Are you a very organized person? Fuck are you a very no? <laughs> are you a very musically organized person? Ugh, I don't think so. I mean, I don't know. Uh, uh, my approach to learning something is just start at the beginning and go. I don't think so, no. Because I tend to start things at full speed and, and just mess my way through them until eventually it's just cemented into my brain. So I don't really have like a an approach per se unless I'm really particularly challenged with a specific riff. Then I'll really mm -hmm. slow it down and break it apart. Of like, it doesn't fit into my perception of like time, um, which doesn't happen often. But every once in a while, I run into one that's like, I cannot find the fucking groove on that. I have to slow it the fuck down. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, like, you know, uh, I I approach it that with no really. I start at the beginning and just like, fuck it, okay. Or if there's like a song that has a, a specific riff that really jumps out to me, I'll go straight to that riff. But mm -hmm. um, like for the Born for War stuff, it's like, fuck it, just play it on repeat a bazillion times and then sit down with the tab and just fucking do it, you know? No, I think with that, especially because it's for something, there's there's a there's an end point where you have to know these songs right that right. it totally makes sense to learn them a certain way right and even at that like my my method isn't i mean i don't know i don't feel like it's i i could probably be more efficient with it uh, mm -hmm. but i'm so damn add that like you know drawing up a plan i'm not going to stick to it anyway so drawing up a plan is just a waste for me last question for you and and we'll probably wrap up um so the original question is, what is a controversial controversial opinion that you have? I was looking so at that same question, too. <laughs> were you? Okay, well, I'll, I'll make it more specific. That way you can't copy it if you want to ask the same thing. What's a controversial opinion you have concerning guitars? Ugh. Um, I don't know. I don't think I have any... Can I can I throw one out at you that'll 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 get you kind of pissed off? Uh, do it. I think uh, fan frets are overrated. 
Yeah, you know, and you, you, <laughs> damn you know, it, it's 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 funny <laughs> when you say that because even now, like, um, I could care less. I mean, maybe a year or two ago, um, I'd be all about it. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I like a very subtle fan. Uh, two things for courting, mm-hmm. uh, but I found for for lead stuff like just traditional uh, seems yeah. to be a better way to go. Unless I'm using breaking up extended chords like how Periphery does, sure. Um, then the fan frets help again because on the higher end, I don't have to stretch as far as I would need mm. to, and I have small hands, so. I think to some, I think for what most people want them for, including myself in the beginning. That's not an excuse. Yeah, but I still make it happen. <laughs> Mark had a whole thing at that clinic because um, Jake has small hands, yet he can do a bunch of other stuff. And Mark is just like, I have big hands and he does some shit that I can't even do. Right. I mean, and I, I've, I make it work too. I've had people for the same reason be like, what the fuck? But with the fan frets, it does make certain things. It makes me have to think less um, when I go for stretches. For sure. Um, and not dislocate my pinky to make it happen. <laughs> and and I, there's, there's, there's like, especially for some of the uh, uh, stuff that I do with my buddy Stone, like he's got bigger hands than I do. And that dude can stretch half the fucking fretboard. So yeah. he'll come up with a riff that, and it's not like it's a run where there's a, a, a start and a stop point. It's a riff. Uh, that requires a stretch that's far more than my finger, and it's 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 I, like there's parts where like my pinky dives, and he's like, "Dude, how's your finger doing that?" I was like, "I don't fucking know. I'm just making it happen, man." Like it's like a snake; it dislocates and gets where it needs to go. So, especially with your guys with the with the extended tuning and or I'm sorry, the extended range and and so many things that you do to. Um, literally add strings to your to your to your. Uh, word would to your mental inventory on what you, you know how you do things you don't find the note somewhere closer instead of having to stretch for that riff like you don't find that note somewhere else you can especially with the inhuman atrocities the funky tuning that we use mm-hmm. um it's a lot easier to do that and you know that's tosin's whole uh thing with the eight string is you know when you're using these extended chords you know you could reach over and grab the low string you know it's so that you don't have to stretch so much more across the fretboard. You have so much more in such a little spot. And the downside to an extended range guitar is that the scale length is usually longer, making it even worse. So like, you know, yeah. whereas the periphery guys, even on their seven strings and stuff like that are all 25, five scales. But yeah. like my, uh, my eight string is a 28 scale, you know, the Meshuga, those dudes have like 30 inch scales. Like that shit's they, fucking yeah. retarded. It, it's Yeah. You know, it's very impressive. So, but it but it helps when you when you only hit the open note. Right, right. I mean, or you know, a lot of their stuff when they do do lead stuff, it's not like super wild or anything. But For you sure. know, that RGD that I got, it's a twenty six five. That you know that 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 one inch difference between that and like say my six string is all the difference on on a reach. You know, um, yeah. Just, just you, I, can, you can ask uh, your your wife and Chris. One one inch can make a difference. Aha. <laughs> Sometimes two. <laughs> but uh, lack, lack the, the extended scales the thing that I like about the extended scales is on the higher frets they're bigger so there's more room for my fat fingers 
Mm. Uh, so I don't have to think as hard. Uh, it, re- it really comes down to laziness. I don't have to think of, as hard about uh, where where I'm hitting a note as opposed to like my Strandberg, which is, you know, uh, I think it's a 25 or it's like a 26, a 25, two five or 24, seven five or something like that. Dude, those frets are real fucking close together at the top. So yeah, you don't mm. have to stretch anywhere, but the, it's a, the, my fingers are not pointy or anything like that. It's just like raw, take up yeah. the whole fucking fret. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I, I'd, I'd agree to to some extent um, for, you know, the fan fret the, thing. I mean, the fan fret argument. Yeah. Like, I'm not a fan of Ibanez's uh, fan. I think it's way too extreme. That's that's a massive fan. Yeah. Well, it's like the parallel fret, I think, is at the 12th fret or the 14th fret. So, like, the fan at the top and the fan at the bottom is fucking ridiculous. Like, Ormsby has a re- just the most ridiculous fan fan on some of their guitars I'm like why are you doing this to people well they 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 you know there's a there's a demand right now to play in a drop tuning that's just not most six strings were not made for right um, that's true so we're we're just we're there we so we've end up with builders that are trying to accommodate to that and like i said to a degree i'm just i'm not i'm still just not sold on it i think it per, for me personally the fan fret thing is just it's overrated it's just not i don't think it's necessary yeah yeah i mean it i think it all depends on what you're doing and you know where you're at with comfort i mean i i just i've grown comfortable with it but there's some things that i don't like it for so i you know i don't know i it's i agree and disagree all at the same time mm-hmm. and, and literally the only reason that i've been saying that is just i haven't had one <laughs> Well, that's what I'm saying, you know, I, I and kind of like the some stuff that like you play too. I I don't know that you would really utilize one. You know, nope. I don't know that it would make any sort of difference for you other than it would just be a thing. Yeah. You know, I Not I, not anytime soon. I mean, I'm not saying there's plans immediately to change everything about the sound of the band, but right now like it just doesn't it, it's not in in it's not a need. Right, exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, did I lose you? No, I'm right here. Oh, okay. It's like everything went really silent for a second there. <laughs> All right, let's see here. My phone has been incredibly slow today. I just don't know what the fucking problem is. Oh, because I have the same page open like seven times. Oh, yeah. That'll (sighs) be a problem. All right. Find one. Oh, here you go. The the original question is, who fucking asks this shit? Uh, how, single, single people, single desperate people. Yeah, clearly very desperate. Um, if you're asking this question at a date, just fucking go home. Uh, Let's go right home. <laughs> how fast do you read? How fast do you learn a song? Oh, uh, I've been noticing that because uh, I've been I've, I've been on a on a tear on lose on learning um, August Burns Red for whatever reason. Right now, I'm in the I'm in August Burns Red mode. Okay. And, the the first one that was on the list to learn, which I was actually gonna I was actually gonna make a video for uh, 
for the podcast was uh, your little suburbia and ruins. Okay. To get that song at a hundred percent, which I I would even argue that I'm not a hundred percent right now. Uh, I haven't learned. I've learned all three guitar parts, but I haven't learned all three of them in one run through. Like I haven't figured out how to play all three guitar parts as one guitar player. Um, well, which especially is especially without with with them. Like that's a really huge undertaking. Uh, some somewhat, yeah. Um, there, there's elements that 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 are tricky. Uh, so I would say it takes me uh about a week. Okay. About a week to to learn. Like if I go, because like you like you stated earlier, going through Guitar Pro, um, going through something like that, you know, adjusting the tempo, um, taking taking in the riff slow, doing it right, uh. I try to do it in in five percent increments. So I, you know, if I feel like I got the song all the way through, uh, okay, at a certain speed, I'll increase it five percent. Um, it starting at half speed, it takes me about a week to get to a hundred percent. That's pretty good, especially for something like that. You know, that's, yeah, yeah. They're um, I'm, I, you know, it's funny that you bring it up because I was on a binge last night of uh, of getting Guitar Pro lessons. I've actually like there's a whole page dedicated to just lessons, and I found the John Petrucci Rock Discipline book. Somebody actually Guitar Pro'd it out. Oh yeah. Uh, if you ever want to find out how terrible of a guitarist you are, go do that. Yeah, anything really Dream Theater y, uh, you'll find out really quick how uh, terrible you are at playing mm-hmm. clean and everything mm-hmm. else. That that shit, if you if you don't mind uh, being honest with yourself, it will show you how bad you are. Well, yeah. I mean, I tried to learn Pull Me Under fucking years ago. Well, I did learn Pull Me Under. I shouldn't say tried because I'm better than that. But, um, <laughs> you know, there's runs in there that he does so fucking clean. And I'm like, this should not be this difficult. Why yep. am I having such a hard time? Oh, because I yep. suck at guitar. That's why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that, that book specifically... Uh, the rock discipline, uh, it will, it will make, it will make you better as long as you're honest with yourself about being terrible. Right, right. Well, and it's funny, uh, completely, uh, sidetracked, but, um, you know, weightlifting's the same way too, you know, proper form. If you're not using proper form and you're getting there, you're just hurting yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it will, it will teach you. Let's see. Okay. So this, I'm not even going to change this one because this is music related all on its own but favorite movie soundtrack oh oh man are we, okay are we talking uh like a soundtrack of a movie that pulled from other you know like songs that were already established and they just put it in the movie or are we talking about original score whatever either way uh like oh. if i for me it would be like the crow because the the cure had oh, song burn just just for for that movie and it was fucking great god just just him just that solo he does sitting on the on the rooftop man just oh, yeah. that just that section the- uh okay so for for uh soundtrack compilation i kind of need to go with the first Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, dude, yeah, that's solid. That that was a great compilation of artists and songs, and and how many of those 
how many of those bands had a resurgence just because of that movie? That's very true. Um, as far as original score, this is going to sound so fucking biased, but almost anything by Hans Zimmer. Okay. Uh, you know, any of the Batman movies, Pirates of the Caribbean, um, literally anything scored by him, you can listen to on repeat, and it's just glorious. Yeah, I could, I can agree. I could definitely agree. All right, so here's another one. I feel like I've asked you something like this before, but um, so the original question is, how often do you check your phone? That's uh, who's asking this shit. Uh, so uh, <laughs> somebody checking their phone. <laughs> fucking apparently. Um, how often do you check your phone? So at, at practice, uh, how often do you check your phone? And or uh, do you have a practice rule about phones? You've asked something. You've asked something similar, but I do try to, I try to keep it to where I am. I, it, it, talking for myself, I try to be the one that checks his phone the least. I think I feel like we have talked about this before, but yes. Yeah. Anyways, continue. I I, tr- I try to do my best to to be at least the guy that checks it checks his phone the least. So. If I see somebody checking their phone, I do my best to make sure I'm at least not checking my phone that one time. Um, granted, my guys, you know, Kevin is on call most of the some of the times with his work, so he has to check his phone. Right. Um, Eric runs his own business, so he has his people calling him on his phone. Um, the other two really don't have an excuse on being on their phone other than being them. So I try to at least be the guy that checks his phone the least. Um, the only time we ever implemented... No, we've implemented a rule... No, we've actually only imp- implemented a rule once for one member, but it, both times that we implemented the rule was for the same member. Um, we had issues with one of the guys where he was on a phone, you know, a, a text fight with his ex-significant other, <laughs> and we, we had to take the phone away from him. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> it, it, dude, it, it, was, it, it was an argument. Well, I can feel that. I mean, mm. for, for, me, for me, I'm just a shit person. Dude, I can't even get through a meeting at work without just sitting there on my phone constantly. I'm, I'm the worst kind of person. Um, is that your ADD, though? Like, I, is that, is I, that... Very much so. So mm-hmm. much. If, I, if my mind isn't engaging, like indirectly three or four things at once like i'm mm-hmm. fucking anxiety i'm lost in my head so can you can can you grow add because i feel like I, I didn't have add and then i got in this band and all the stuff that's going on and i feel like i've i've developed add <laughs> because i have to be thinking about 17 things at once right now I, you know i don't know i mean they blame it on television too early as a kid they blame it on this blame it on that i say i have had focus issues as long as I can remember. I mean, I was on medication all through school and like, oh, you don't need to be on that shit. Like, no, I, even as an adult now, I don't want side effects and stuff like that from medications. But like, I have issues, like, especially um, at work, you know, focusing on reports and stuff like that. I have very much, you know, as a supervisor, have a reporting job. 
um, mm-hmm. shit like that. So sitting there and like typing something up, like it's like, okay, I got to get up, walk away, got to go do this, got to go do that, you know, uh, taking on 10 different tasks at once, you know, because I'm just, my mind split in that many different directions. Otherwise, you know, the, the other risk is I get lost in my head and anxiety takes me over for, mm-hmm. you know, whatever stupid shit, something stupid that I said. 20 years ago, like it will just fucking bug the shit out of me. So if I don't keep my, myself thoroughly engaged in multiple things, now here's the problem. I do that. But if I am truly trying to focus on one thing, it's so tough for me to focus that I develop a extremely bad attitude. Um, and mm. I get really snappy. Um, and it, it's, it's, it's an ADHD thing, you know, sitting there mm. trying so damn hard to focus and I just can't, uh, that I'm so fucking honed into something, uh, you know, the wife will ask me something or something like that, and I'll snap about it. Snap. Like, and I'm a dick. All right, yeah. you know. So I've definitely I've I, I don't know that I have what you have, but I've definitely feel like I've crossed that line before, where I'm on something, I'm working on something, and any little interruption, and I'm immediately mad. Yeah, yeah, and I, like for you know, and see, and that's the thing is for me, I'll be stuck in like almost like a boot loop on one thing, not getting through it. Like I'm dyslexic, mm-hmm. um, and and that's where the frustrations cause. So, and you know, I compensate by over caffeinating, and that sucks too. So, yeah, that shit sucks. Mm-hmm. So I agree. So yeah, yeah, you're probably right. It probably is an ADD thing. It's just one of those other self medicating things that I do that I don't realize that I do. But that's, mm-hmm. that's probably it. It bugs the shit out of everybody else, though, because everybody thinks I'm not listening, but I'm actually listening better than I would be just sitting there. Yeah. So it just doesn't really translate well when you're a leader of people and you're in a, a upper management meeting. For sure. Um, okay, well, we're going to wrap up because I know you said you got to go. Um, we're going to try to get back to a regular schedule. Um, yes. We still have a couple guests that I want to make sure that we get to. Um I'm still waiting to to 100% confirm because one of my one of my guests that I really want to get on here is a professional wrestler who is into music and I think he'd be a great uh, conversation starter for for keep chugging. Yes, I think we need to try to do that one as a person person on site thing. Uh, I would right. like to do as many as many interviews or podcasts as we can, person to person. Um, but as usual, make sure you check out, is it Metal Devastation Radio? Yeah, MetalDevastationRadio.com. Uh, Every Saturday. Yes. Uh, from 5 to 8? 5 to 7. 5 to, five seven, to 7 Pacific Standard Time and then mm-hmm. 8 to 10 Eastern. I might extend. There's. I found out that somebody's not on the hour prior to me, so I might do it a, a three-hour Um Oh yeah, so I the opportunity's there because the the guy in Texas that's on right before me gets off an hour before I do. I was like, well, fuck, I might as well just take that fucking hour. Yeah, just eat the hour and, and extend extend the show. And it wouldn't cut it if I for doing on. So I want to get this turned into on air interviews and shit like that. So um, that'll give me more time for stuff like that. So yes, metaldevastationradio.com. Uh, keep chugging podcast on Instagram. Keep mm-hmm. chugging podcast on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, keep chugging on my dick. <laughs> <laughs> I lost my train of thought really, and that okay. was just became a joke. Yeah, that works. <laughs> now we're gonna start the comedy portion of the show. Um, I'm starving, and uh, I have to blow my nose, but it's gonna be hilarious. <laughs> okay. So, thank you for listening, and uh, we'll keep chugging. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
sure? You didn't sound too sure about it. I wasn't sure about that. Uh, uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure chugging the metal anymore. I don't. I don't know. I need a sound. I need a soundboard for this so that uh, I can just have sound effects. I'm going to figure that out because I'm going to do it for my show too. So I'm working on it. Things. It. Things are coming. Things are coming fast. <laughs> Okay, okay, every local band. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right, we're done now. Peace out, okay. bye. <laughs> Later.